0: Welcome to episode 174 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston.
1: Hey, welcome back to another episode. Um, My... um, Resource on repeat this week um, has been a couple different things, and I have, like, a very split caseload this year in that I am working with a school where I just do pre-K to second grade, and then I have a separate school where I'm doing seventh grade to twelfth grade, (laughs) so... There's a huge difference Mm -hmm. between the two. So I thought maybe I'd start, if I can, start giving, like, a younger kid resource and an older kid resource, since that's where my brain is at these days. Uh, So my older kid resource, there is a place online where you can make your own um, wheels that will, like... Pick a random topic or pick a random sound and things like that. It's called Wheel Decide, like W H E E L, Wheel Decide. And it lets you um, save them. I have one that's bookmarked with like topics of conversation that if I need to just like pull up, you know, if I'm working with my social language kids and they need a topic of conversation or even like kids that are working on articulation at the conversation level that I can pull that up. So you can save ones and bookmark them and um, that's a great resource. My one that I've been using this week with my younger kids has been um, wordless YouTube videos and they get really excited when they come in and they see that we're gonna watch YouTube and then they're less excited when I tell them this YouTube has no words and you have to put the words on no. it. <laughs> they're less excited at that point. But um, there's lots of, you know, like the Pixar shorts and other different YouTube wordless list videos. Um, the pig is a favorite one with my students. It's a little pig that's trying to get um, the one I do is a pig that's trying to get a jar of cookies off of uh, the fridge. And there's all sorts of antics of him trying to get these cookies off of the f- top of the fridge. Um, so that's been a really fun one with my students this week.
0: Wow. Those are those are cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and,
0: really fun, and, and the the wheel decides so. Can you download those or do they stay on the website?
1: They stay on the website, mm. but I, um, you can create them and then I've just like bookmarked them and gotcha. then I can go back to them easily. So, but it's nice, like it's already in your browser. So if you're switching between like another activity and that one, it's really easy to just put it on a tab. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's animated. You just click on it and it spins. It's free. There's ads mm. on the side. So sometimes you got to watch those and make sure you click off of them or have an ad blocker or things like that, right. but. It's worked out well.
0: Yeah, I we figured out I had my grad student figure out how to do a spinning wheel in PowerPoint.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And she she figured it out.
1: Yeah. That that works <laughs> Which, good too. Yeah, There's... and then
0: you can type in what you want on the wheel yeah. and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. There's another one that's um where you can make your own, and I don't remember what it is, so you could search for it, but make your own Jeopardy board, too.
0: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I've
1: done that before, too. Like, at the end of last school year, I put all of our, like, social skills we had learned that year and kind of did, like, a big review, and that's what we did at the end of the school year.
0: Yeah, I've done that for my phonetics class, actually. <laughs> let me try. Let me bring that back out. Yeah. If they're good. <laughs> <laughs> if the students are good. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Those are great, uh, great recommendations. And, yeah. uh, and, and we have someone coming back to the podcast.
1: Yes, we do. We have, um, we have Elise Mitchell, and she is from the Therapist Support Network, which yeah. helps um, SLPs get and navigate doing school contracts. So she's done some virtual school co- contracts, some in person school contracts. She's all things contracts. And we're so excited to have her back talking about that.
0: Yeah, it's great. Let's catch up with Elise.
1: This episode is brought to you by Thera Platform. If you're a therapist in private practice looking to spend more time with clients and less time on admin tasks, it may be time to consider automation software. Thera Platform is an all-in-one EHR, practice management, and teletherapy software built specifically for therapists, and it's designed to automate day-to-day tasks. TheraPlatform offers a free 30-day trial with no credit card required. Visit theraplatform.com today. Okay, we want to welcome Elise back to the podcast. Um, for people that haven't heard your previous episode, will you give us a brief overview of your background and how you got into the field of speech-language pathology?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for having me again. I always love talking to you guys. So um, I'm excited to be here. Yes, I am Elise, Elise Mitchell, and I am a speech therapist. Um, My background is actually in teletherapy, um, working in management and sales with a teletherapy company. And then I stepped away from that um, and just really supported, you know, clinics and businesses with rolling out uh, teletherapy services during COVID um, because not a lot of people knew how to do that. And while I was in the midst of all of that, I got presented with an opportunity to directly contract with a school. Um, I've been an independent contractor now for five years. I think it's five years. Hold on. I'm going to have to do math for some years. And (laughs) um, shortly after contracting, I realized that there is just you know, not a lot of discussion around independently contracting with schools. So I um, teamed up with my attorney and we created the school contractor packet. Um, And so, and I am the creator of the school contractor training. So I work to train SLPs, OTs, and PTs with how to contract directly with schools. And it's very fulfilling and exciting. Great, right.
1: we love it. Yeah. So, what some of the like trends that you're seeing now, right now, with um, school contracts?
2: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I always talk about like school sales cycles, and you know, in March through May, schools are like, "Ooh, let's find the employee." And then when that starts to look like, okay, we still are experiencing a shortage, they're like, oh, let's find the in-person contractor. And that's usually in the summer. And what's happening now, and this is of course like stereotypical, and and there's so many that break these trends, but what we see now is, oh no, we don't have employees. We don't have in-person contractors, like teleproviders help, you know? And so right now is such a busy, busy time for virtual contractors in particular. Um, it's a, it's a busy time for contractors in general. I, I, gosh, even today I, a school reached out to me because schools have learned what I do and reached out to me and they're like, do you know anyone in this part of Missouri? Um, because (laughs) we we just lost an SLP. And so Mm -hmm. it's such a busy time right now. Um, So I think like my first trend that I'm seeing is just that there are schools that still either don't have someone or had someone leave or thought they, you know, staffed enough, but they didn't. Um, That's the biggest thing I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing a lot of like providers who um, are having to turn away contracts. I have had to turn away contracts, uh, which is a really tough thing to do, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I saw someone post the other day that they were supposed to have a caseload of 20 and they got there and it was 40 because they had had so many like sixth graders move in that the district didn't know were coming and didn't plan for. So it's crazy. So quick
0: question. So so are you seeing at least that that there is a shortage of speech-language pathologists?
2: I honestly, I'm not, okay, so I have (laughs) opinions, and I just, I would like someone to tell me what the facts are, because I think that that's being discussed, right? I think we're Mm -hmm. hearing that there's a shortage, but my area is well-saturated with SLPs. I personally am questioning if there's a shortage in specific environments. Okay. And so um, I know, like, the Facebook group I'm an admin for, it's SLPs and OTs, and I think we have PTs in there, but, I mean, we have over 6,000 people in there. I think, I like to think I do a good job vetting, so I like to think that they're SLPs and OTs. Um, But part of me wonders if it's a shortage due to just some of the working conditions for some of our states. Um, Yeah. You know, I I just can't tell. I need Asha. Can Asha tell us? I know. Sure. <laughs> can they? Can they like wave a wand and give us this number and this tell number?
1: Us? I just and it, I yeah. Know. It's hard to know if it's if it's a real shortage or just like a mismatch that we have enough, but they're not where we need them to be, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because here's here's my perspective. Because I'm in Ohio, and we we literally have like fifteen training programs in the state. And I think they're going to open up another one at some university. And we're all spitting out these graduates every year and they're getting hired, but yet I go online and it's people, companies looking for, you know, all kinds of, you know, openings that are out there. And I'm like, there's, what's the disconnect? Is it that people are not going right into jobs or since COVID, some people didn't, you know, go back to work? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it all out.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. It's I know that for at least my client base, because obviously, like my customers are independent contractors. And I mean the last six months, my business, which is just focusing on training people on how to individually contract has grown by 200%. Um, and I don't like do any paid marketing or anything. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled by it, but also I've had moments where I sit back and I'm like, Whoa. I mean, I knew there were.
1: That gonna... is happening. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, it's a good thing because I was like, when I started it, I'm like, there are people out there that are like me and really entrepreneurial, don't need the healthcare stuff, you know, that comes with schools because I am very privileged where I do have my husband's insurance. Like, there's yeah. people out there like me that want to learn how to do this and be, you know, independent. And um, I don't think at the point of starting my business, I understood just how many people wanted that. And -hmm. then I was like, oh, well, I'm going to get like private practice owners that are like, oh, we want to expand to schools. But I did a poll with my network and it's 50-50. I have people that have a a small private practice and want to expand. And then the other 50% are like me and they're like, I don't want to hire. I just want a sustainable caseload I get paid for the work I do yeah you know and then I clock out and and so it's been I knew that there needed to be what I'm doing but I don't think I realized like how many people were interested in this and so part of me I don't know I think I think it's this entrepreneurial I think it's whatever's going on in the schools um you know, it's really, it's interesting to watch. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that um, we're going to find ways to keep people in school districts, like, however it looks, whether it's working for a staffing company or working as an employee or being an independent contractor. Like, I hope we're going to get people, you know, in the schools. That's my hope. Mm -hmm. Sure. I got really off topic there, but.
0: No, no, you're (laughs) good. Yeah, I think we're all kind of baffled trying to figure all this out.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's really interesting. Um,
1: some so I think we were talking before we got online um, <laughs> how, about how if there are schools that, you, like you said, are like now realizing, OK, we've got to get someone in here now. And I've been in a place before where it was then that I had to make up the sessions from the beginning of the school year. How do you mm-hmm. handle and not just in that situation, but in general, defining those boundaries when you're contracting and going into a school? Yeah,
2: you know, it's first it's very difficult, especially with um the first contract, because you get in, you know, customer service mode and you think like I'm gonna be above and beyond and I'm gonna do right. this, this. Um, and you get proud because now you're earning every cent. And so, well, besides what the government takes at the end of the year, but <laughs> um, but you know, you're earning that. Money And so then you're like, wow, my work is correlated to my income. And there's this like boost that happens. And so it's really, really easy to say yes to everything. Um, I think first and foremost with boundaries, I really encourage people in certain areas to, if they are able to have contractual boundaries, um, like caseload caps, et cetera, in a contract, I... I always think that it helps to have a contract to guide us. Um, that way, when we have a moment of weakness, we can turn to. I know for those that work for companies and things like that, they don't have um, that. But I always like to to put that out there. I also think it is um, very important to remember that um, FAPE, And, you know, all of those legal terms fall on the responsibility of the school district. Right. And it is not our ownership. Right. Make up for what happened before before you were
1: there. there. Yeah. 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 And I was even thinking about the fact like, when we do things like that, like, oh, this child was supposed to be seen once a week. So for the first Two months after I get there, I'm going to see them twice a week. One, that's just not how kids' brains work. <laughs> like, you can't be mm-hmm. like, if I see, you know, if I shove twice as much knowledge into you in the shorter amount of time, it will stick. That's not how brains work. And and two, like, that just, it, it makes it so hard for everyone. Teachers don't want them being pulled out that much. They're missing more class time. And... And then people have been posting, like, that there was um, a letter, I think, between ASHA and the um, uh, state or the national education IDEA or whatever, and that they were saying, like, there's nowhere in FAPE that it says that you have to do that. It's just, it's baked case by case and individualized. It's that individualized education plan and yeah. figuring out what that means for that student and not having those blanket statements of like, okay, everybody needs makeup sessions.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I like to um, talk to the school and say, you know, I, I'm i going to see them with a the schedule that I'm responsible for. Like this yeah. schedule after we started working together that's my that's my responsibility what mm-hmm. i do is i do look at their last progress note i do take it into account if i see something that i feel like is a regression as a result of missed sessions then i take it you know into account talk to the multidisciplinary team because that's another thing is recognizing i am one part of a multidisciplinary team and mm-hmm. so for me and for schools to expect that of me, for me to say, I'm going to make up everyone's session. I mean, I'm overruling my team. Um, and so I'm not sure like where that trend came from. It seems more common, at least in my experience, it's been more common with my virtual contracts. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because yeah. of like licensure delay. Like sometimes hmm. we have a delay because of license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so I think the boundaries, you know, one, ensuring that you know what those are outlining them. If you don't have them in a contract, write them down, like stick to them. This is my boundary. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the caseload that I can take. The second thing is knowing your role as one member of a team, um, knowing what you're capable of and what you're not, like, it is not your ownership that they are a hundred sessions behind. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's not. And then third, especially like boundary setting, especially this time of year um, is really hard when your office is your home. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And so I'm a huge advocate for setting office hours. I have um, office hours on my Google calendar that, things Mm -hmm. back if they schedule an iep meeting that's outside of my office hours they will automatically oh Oh, yeah it's um it was really hard at first that was probably that's actually the last thing i did the first thing i did is office hours in my email settings um Uh you know Mm -hmm. these are these are my hours and these are just honestly ways to convince yourself like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know um, but yeah, office hours on the calendar. So it automatically denies any meeting they send me. That's not on the day that I'm going to work.
0: <laughs> um,
2: so and nobody's ever pushed back on that. And it's really helped because not only do you sacrifice work-life balance when you are constantly, you know, on your email, constantly mm-hmm. coming to your office to like, check this or check that or submit mm-hmm. a so. But you are also more likely to not bill because you're doing these little tiny five minute right. things that are really hard mm-hmm. to bill for.
1: So. I I am I am such a victim of that. <laughs> <laughs> And I started, I finally started at at least for, like, a week at the beginning of the school year or so, like, that I, most of the time I just kind of calculate, okay, I spent about this many minutes per kid, because it's easier that way, but actually, like, having a time card app on my phone and clocking in and clocking out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea I was working that much. (laughs) no. So that's and I think that is some of that home office thing, too, because you you don't realize how much time it takes to like, oh, I just sat down and wrote that email, you know, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was five minutes. It was really 20. And then (laughs) I Mm -hmm. had to do all these other things and it adds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Those are some great ideas. So you talked about working with that team. Um. And how how does that go? Usually I feel like a contract provider kind of separates you from the school in the first place because you're not an employee. And then when you're a virtual contract provider, that's another level of separation. Um, And this year I have some case management that I've also had to do, which is (laughs) a nightmare, in my opinion, over telepractice at a contract Mm. school. Any tips for navigating those relationships and that team aspect?
2: Yeah. Um, so I really like to introduce myself to everyone in the beginning. Um, I That may surprise you guys, but I try to meet everyone
0: um, <laughs>
2: and learn all about them. I'm very social. And so it's, this is actually, that was probably the hardest thing about going virtual is because I am so social, but also I was really not productive. Um, so I really out <laughs> of the office. Uh, <laughs> I did a whole lot of water cooler talk. Um, but I I like to introduce myself really early on. Um I also am a huge advocate for having something streamlined when I do case manage. So if I'm using, it depends on what the schools use, but if I am in their Google, I have um a form that I use and just send out to get everyone's feedback. I have found that like streamlining it is a lot easier. Um, but yes, I introduce myself. I send my bio. I try to have, um, my picture in my subject because there's something about like seeing a person that helps, you know, make it feel real. It's funny because like I used, well, you guys, um, too, we've all been in this like pre COVID when, um, there was a lot of, I think the the negative feedback was like, wait, no, I want a real person, you know, right. and people used to associate us with like AI most um, which is a comfortable circle, but <laughs> I uh, I I really like to just have that human element. I send um, a bio that's not anything at all about my professional. There is a little bit about my professional, but it talks about my garden. And I try to ask that of the teachers that I meet. Um, if I see something in their email, I'll say, you know, oh, I see you have a dog in your picture. So I just try to build a relationship before we get to the point of case yeah. management. Um, some teachers don't reply and that's totally fine. But like that, that first week, especially if I'm starting before school starts, um, I try to really be very present in my email and do things that show them like who I am, my kids. Um, you know so so it feels like they know me a little bit more yeah
0: yeah so, i think that's good
2: yeah i've attended good. some meetings but um it's just always awkward when everyone is in person and i'm virtual <laughs> i have given up on attending yeah. the meetings i think <laughs> i think i'm going to let that one go i've just i haven't pulled it off yet and then i get like fomo and i watch them and they usually mm-hmm. have the same like they all have Starbucks. So, you know, there was like a collaborative Starbucks (laughs) meeting before and you're like, I don't have Starbucks. Let me grab my home cup of coffee here. Um, So I have given (laughs) up on meetings, but maybe someone listening has like a really great meeting experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think those are tough in any, in any situation, just to try to make sure you're equal Within those yeah. meetings.
1: Right. That was my favorite thing to give up. Oh, <laughs> was so not funny. having to go to staff not, meetings. Not going. <laughs> You're like, buy Starbucks. Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay with that. I'll, I'll get the Starbucks, but, you know, I'll be at home, like, by myself, not having to do the water cooler talk. <laughs> and oh, that's so funny. Have, have a meeting that could have been an email. That's that's my goal. <laughs>
2: oh, Yes. Yes. Mm.
0: So any tricks of the trade to get people to respond that you found um, when when they kind of send the emails and they kind of don't don't answer, don't respond?
2: Yeah. So first, I really advocate, if at all possible. And I know. um, Not every staffing company does this, but I personally really like to have a school email. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times. That's a good idea. Yeah, when you don't have a school email, and oh, yeah. when I request that of schools, usually they—I don't—I haven't had anyone that says no. The only times I've gotten nos have been if I—I I was with a company and they prefer I have the like at company. Mm-hmm. Email. Right. But one school emails don't go to spam. You don't get the firewall when you're coming right. from the same domain because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes that's a lot of it. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you have a business email because right. you're in like the spam folder so one i really if you're able to get a school district email i it's
1: one of the things that i advocate for the most that's um great. i think that's something that people wouldn't think of either and it is very mm-hmm. helpful because then when they send out those like all staff kind of emails mm-hmm. you're in the list and you didn't get missed in there
0: That's a good idea <laughs>
2: I know my school had the school that I of to the schools I contract with. It was wellness Wednesday today. Like I'm a part of wellness Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so, so yes, that, and then also um, I really try to always include a question in my email. Hmm. Um, I think we as a society have stopped replying to things that don't have questions because I mean, we're efficient and we're also bombarded right. by technology. And so right. I've, you know, I'm still the person that like likes the message that I get, so people know I get it. But mm-hmm. um, I've noticed with my teen son that that's no longer it. <laughs> that like you just need to assume receipt. Um, so I have found that asking questions in it helps. Um, asking question, I have also found that um in general i think in a, in settings that need efficiency and i think our educators are all very maxed out um anything right. like bullet pointing and short and sweet that's like the one area i'm short and sweet guys um and i'm not super <laughs> talkative it takes me like 20 rereads to get there cuz my emails always are really long and then i like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then i get
2: there but um but yeah those have just been some things that i found have made the response rate higher
0: that's awesome
1: yeah that totally makes sense i like those ideas
0: so what else are you seeing right now in terms of hot topics that are coming up
2: um i think that we're seeing a trend in like not the full full time contract like i think we mm. all think school contracting and we're like they're a full-time therapist at an elementary, but, um, we are seeing, and I think it's because of some of the amazing, amazing advocates out there, but an increase in like niche service offerings. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
2: um, those bilingual providers that are bilingual only, Mm -hmm. I'm
0: seeing Mm -hmm. an
2: awesome increase in AAC only contracts for schools.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's really powerful, especially if you combine it with virtual and not Mm. having the, um, you know, the parameter limitations. Um, I think that that's great. And, and seeing those unique contracts or where virtual is being pulled in, like I have a contract where, you know, no matter what I'm going to do, I will not convince them that, um, teletherapy is the answer for their entire caseload. They are Mm -hmm. just not a school that's super bought into it. And, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to try. I'm too old. Um, I have a
0: teenager.
2: teenager. My life is, um, you know, I just can't put too much effort into anything, um, but, (laughs) but they're really bought in for using it for their middle high. And so, On site, they actually have in-person contractors um, that are not affiliated with me, and we just work well together, But Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm their virtual provider. So I've I've told people, you know, if you do want to be a virtual contractor, when you talk to the school, sometimes schools need a picture painted for them of what Mm -hmm. it could look like outside of that, you know, because I get that on the phone, and you guys probably heard it too, where you talk to someone, and they have a caseload of 60 students, but they tell you about that one student that they're (laughs) like, well, this wouldn't work for Johnny. And you're like, well, what about (laughs) the other 59? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, And so sometimes I found that schools, they're so overwhelmed by the amount that they need served Mm -hmm. that painting a picture of, you know, do you need me to just take your, your private school students virtually? Um, because sometimes their mm-hmm. providers are driving to the private, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, just really painting a picture. Because I think it's it's hard to what's that expression? It's hard to see the. Oh wait, no, I'm not, I'm gonna say it wrong. Never mind, I'll deviate. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you can be so overwhelmed that sometimes you need someone to break it up for you. And I've seen that too, that schools may not be bought into their entire caseload being virtual. And honestly, I don't push back a ton on that because I just don't I, I think that if you push too much, you're not gonna have a great relationship. You're gonna ruin the buy-in. So what I do instead is talk is it's help them see like could this apply to some of your children? Could we get some children mm. some services started?
0: Well, I've heard uh recently that. And there was a district somewhere here in Ohio, I think, where they had a full-time on-site SLP, but uh, she needed help. So they contracted to do evaluations Yeah, with someone. And I, I don't know if they were doing the evaluations all virtually or not, but um, that sort of freed up the districts slp to focus on treatment
2: yeah yeah and so and i think that can be a wonderful solution for our potential burnout and our our workload you know i Mm -hmm. mean i just i think especially for state well for states that have a caseload cap but for states that don't too i mean Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah i think it can be so so powerful to just get someone in there um, you know, to help out some, like, we don't need the entire cake if y'all aren't ready to give it to us, but, right. like, just, I, I really, but sometimes I have found that, like, not only schools, but providers, too, um, we don't have to close the door if you think that virtual won't work for little Johnny, like, let's just, right. you know,
1: mm-hmm. just find a way around, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think, too, do do you find that that's what we need to kind of, like, alleviate that kind of competition or angst that there is between district SLPs and contract SLPs?
2: I think so. I I really do. Um, I think knowing that, like, we all are in this together and it can be a surprise. collaborative relationship instead of a um like at odds you know
1: territorial things like that Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah yeah and same with you know in-person contractors and virtual contractors Mm -hmm. Um, you know I think I nothing like disheartens me more than hearing someone from our discipline make like a grand statement about someone else from our discipline but the modality they use I'm always like, right. ah, no, like I, you know, mm-hmm. if virtual's not for you, then just say that. But like, don't, don't throw out virtual completely. So I think the more that we can just like remind each other that there are so many schools out there, that and not just schools, but but children who need services, yeah, um, that we're hurting each other if we aren't joining hands to figure this out.
0: Some yeah Exactly well, Elise, I don't think you've you haven't been here. Did we do the moment of exam with you before
2: Is that where you asked me questions?
0: <laughs> yes yes.
2: <laughs> i bet I can't remember which deck i you gave me two options I can't well we have
0: new deck. new questions now, so oh, yay. but we still have three <laughs> lists, a, B or c, so we but we've mixed up the questions.
2: Okay. I'll go with B, which I'm pretty sure for some reason I feel like I went with B last time, but it's different, so we're good.
0: Okay. Question number one. I think we've already gotten the answer to this. Would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert?
2: Oh yeah. I am very I'm <laughs> it's it's pretty intense how extroverted I am. But it's funny, <laughs> my husband, I forgot what Enneagram he is, but I was reading about it. He's the most introverted. He's I mean, he does not talk to people very much so
1: (laughs) yeah i've seen the thing where it says that every introvert needs an emotional support extrovert (laughs) to be like like here you come i'll invite you to the party and then you can sit in the corner (laughs) and pet the dog and then we'll go home (laughs) right it's
2: really it's very funny so
0: yeah yeah it's uh, you and well my wife is very extroverted and and i'm much more introverted So. Yeah. The opposites attract. Um, what's the best compliment you've received?
2: Um, I really like compliments that. Um, oh, you know, well, I like when one as a parent, I like when my teen compliments me at all. I mean, that's like cold (laughs) right there. He liked the soup I made last night, guys.
0: Hey,
2: Uh, I know. I was like, there we go. That's a win. I'm taking it. But um, I (laughs) really appreciate any feedback on um, what I'm doing. Just, and uh, so anyone out there that says a kind thing about me, thank you. That's like, it it really, every time moves me to tears to where, you know, my husband's like, got it. Because that's another thing. I'm really emotional and he's not um so so, yes let's
0: see he's quiet he doesn't show emotions hmm is he real
2: (laughs) he's cat like
0: (laughs) is he a statue (laughs) Uh, let's see number three what's your greatest fear
2: flying 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 and i have like i I have to fly. It's not good. It's really. I actually drove to Asha last year because I was like, to get me on a plane, there have to be substances in the system, and I can't like (laughs) roll into Asha on in my with my calm medicine in the system, Mm. and I can't fly alone with it. Um, (laughs) So I drove. I drove to New Orleans because I, I, flying is my. Oh, it's so bad. I'm, I, interesting. Yeah, I have nightmares about it at least weekly.
0: Well, we, we had a faculty member here at the university who's no longer with us, but she hated flying. And she would, she would go to the liquor store and get mini bottles and stuff them in her purse. And so you know, it used to be on the planes you get the mini bottles. So they don't do that so much anymore. But she, she would she would be pretty liquored up by the time the plane took off. And often, you know, we're on the same flights with our grad students, and there were stories over the years <laughs> of what oh, happened. Ugly. But yeah, she was very open about that—that that she would be drunk on the plane going and coming back because that was the only way she could get on
2: yep i feel it i feel (sighs) it
0: so you do what you have to do sometimes um what do people misunderstand most about you
2: oh this one's hard because they do um really put it all out there uh probably to a fault but um i i think that people Maybe I, I have been, um, I've received feedback of like, oh, this is so easy for you. School contracting so easy or so confident. Um, I am just as insecure as everyone out there. I hate sales calls. I do them, Mm. but like, I think there's this uh, misconception because I do offer products and training that it's easy for me. It Mm -hmm. is not easy. Nobody likes picking up a phone and talking to a school and saying like, Hey, I saw you haven't staffed yet
0: like
2: mm-hmm. um. um so i do think that's the misconception and i try really hard to have human moments where i'm like hey i i think i posted a few days ago i like completely made up a kid's name and put them on my schedule and i don't know where i got that kid from but the school finally was like who is this kid and i was like <laughs> i have no idea is he real and they were like we've never heard of him and then i was like is he with one of my other schools? And he wasn't, thank goodness. Cause I was like, oh no. Um, I just made up a name. And so I try to have like moments like that where I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm human. I do not, there's no such thing as having it all together as a contractor. <laughs> um, but yeah, a misconception that I can like do it in my sleep. I'm like, oh no, I have to work for those sales calls too. Yeah.
1: Very much so. That that takes me back to a still like SLP related question that I didn't get in now is is that where you find contracts? is just by looking at places that are still trying to hire some someone? Mm-hmm.
2: For my state, yeah, so yeah. For, like the central states, definitely indeed. um for states like Texas that have RFPs, I still look for those being open. Okay. but yeah, looking for schools is number one unless you hit like the gold mine, which
1: is knowing a teacher or knowing a therapist who has the the principal lives down the street from you until you moved across the state so you still (laughs) work for the same school (laughs) right see once you the
2: ends are the beautiful ones they're the ones
0: yeah
2: um but yes yeah definitely just looking and i mean it's i looked on indeed today for one of my customers for arkansas and i was like here you go. Apparently the whole state's looking. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say even um I've seen a lot just on like my state's Facebook SLP group that you'll have wow. people on there that are like, We're hiring, we're hiring. And they've started a little bit to a lot of times be like, must be in person. <laughs> cannot be a teletherapist and i don't like that so much but there's once i've i've had some i haven't had a contract come of that route yet but close um you know that they're looking at it and have contacted me and things like that so that's i think that's a good one too
2: yeah yeah i know i know missouri's is really quiet i need to like spice it up and (laughs) (laughs) you're looking
0: (laughs) Okay, next question is, uh, which superpower would you choose to have?
2: Is it weird if I say fly so I don't have to fly?
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: That's like so That's...
0: that's- blowing my mind it
1: might be it might be the like giving the control away to somebody else you're not in control of what the plane is doing.
0: now we're getting somewhere that
1: it we could Hmm. make a whole therapy well it's funny because there's people
2: out there just so you know that if you tell them you're scared of flying they proceed to tell you how dangerous driving is well of course (laughs) that will make you less scared of flying but then you're like well now i'm scared of driving now how am i gonna get there (laughs) I'm just walking. But that's bad too. Um, but yes, it's the control thing. I don't know why my brain's like, I would love to be able to fly. There we go. Need a therapist on here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you have a favorite know. quote or saying?
2: Um, so I have adopted the saying. Well, a few sayings. Done is better than perfect is something I have to tell myself all the time. And I think a lot of Mm SLPs, you know, done is better than perfect. Um, I also really adopted the saying, and for some reason I've been using it a lot lately is just that like life is too short to exhaust yourself, making someone else very wealthy. And uh I've had to spot check myself a lot of mm-hmm. times in my professional career because I'm a big small business advocate. So I try mm-hmm. to like when I shop somewhere, I'm like, who's, you know, who, who am I supporting? Like, is it someone that does, you know, that gives back right. to the school? OK, I'm going to buy a pick from them, which is super Missouri like, but we buy <laughs> picks from other people. Um, but also your work hours. And, you know, by working and by giving your time, yes, you are earning a living, but also you're making the people that you're working for wealthy. And there's some amazing companies out there that deserve every single cent because they're wonderful. But also, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, I found myself using that a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it, it helps um, keep me on the rails when I say yes to things or no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gives you that perspective. to. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sort of check yourself, yeah, I like that for sure,, um, which era of history would you most like to have lived in?
2: okay, I'm really bad at history um I okay, when did Apple first get started
0: seventies
2: the seventies late seventies,
0: early eighties, yeah,
2: I think I'd go back to that era and be an investor. Okay. <laughs> but no i um, i am a huge um i really like i i always admired jackie kennedy and so if i mm-hmm. could just go back in time and get to meet her um mm-hmm. i would i would be happy then
0: that'd be pretty awesome yeah
2: i'd make some investment decisions <laughs> if i went back in time
0: if you If you go back in time, knowing what you know now and take that back with you, we'd right. all make some really cool investments. <laughs> um, what makes you laugh the most?
2: Definitely. My children, um particularly my youngest, I share a lot about his journey because he is going through the evaluation process um through early childhood. And he's just like a little sensory guy. Um, Mm -hmm. but man, it's hilarious. And it's funny because my oldest also, um, he has ADHD and that was 10 years ago. And I don't (laughs) think like the neurodivergence movement is what it is now. And, or at least I wasn't a part of it. You know, I was still so protective. And now that I'm almost on the side where I'm like, your brain's so cool. I'm on a very different journey with it. Um, so my youngest is probably the most entertaining human you'll ever meet. He's he's in little league flag football right now. Oh um, my
0: goodness.
2: It's hilarious. It's the slowest quarterback. Like he doesn't throw it. He like hands it to people like slow-mo. <laughs> it is the most entertaining thing. So, I would say um my youngest and particularly my youngest playing flag football as a 4-year-old.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um do you have a hack that you've discovered? Could be anything around the house. Could be productivity wise, could be anything.
2: Well, I told you guys my Google meetings um, hack mm. already. Do calendar blocks are beautiful. They bounce right back to people. So you don't have to be the one to tell them no, which can be very difficult. Another hack um, I have a tub in my garage. This is just a personal hack. A <laughs> tub in my garage.
0: We go from Google to a tub in your garage. <laughs>
1: It's a Missouri thing, too. Okay. <laughs>
0: so,
2: roller coaster with me, people. Like, no, uh... like a plastic bin, not a bathtub. Okay. Uh, okay. But it is a donation bin. And like mm. when the kids, yes, oh. or myself. I am trying really hard to simplify our house um so when you're in that moment you're like i really don't need this i don't really like it instead of like shoving it to deal with it later we just like toss it in the bin and then every week i bring the bin with me and i have my drop off and it goes so great yeah my middle really likes things so she is not participating yet but she will
1: one day (laughs) does she go and get things back out of the bin because i have one that is actually my mom did that a lot
2: (laughs) I know I, my my husband too. Like he's not a bin participator because he, <laughs> he is ready for like everything. I'm like, yeah. we don't need that anymore. Like they, that's a charger for a cell phone. that I'm pretty sure they don't make anymore. <laughs> it's like a flip phone charger.
0: <laughs> so at least right now you're, are you the only one contributing to the, the bin to the tub?
2: For sure.
1: 100%. But it's going to go places. <laughs> It's gonna catch on. <laughs> Someone else,
2: it's got a lot of great old kitchen stuff in there.
0: Hey, yeah, it's gonna. Someone's gonna, you know, really appreciate it one day. Oh. <laughs> yeah my my kids used to, well I think I've told the story, but I would basically when they would stop playing with their toys, I would steal them, and take them to my to clinic and use them with kids i was working with and of course they would come visit me every now and again at my office and they were like that's where that went i've been looking for that you know so so they they would uh give me a hard time
1: that's so funny
0: and if, if anything, and then if anything went missing and I actually didn't take it, they would still blame me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. I said, no, you probably lost it over there or somewhere or the neighbor's house or something. <laughs> okay. So last question, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: Um, I just want to hear that I did good and that, you know, I used my skills to make the world better. That's that's all. And then I also hope that, you know, maybe he's a little forgiving of some of the things I've said while on airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> I am just hoping those don't come up like that. I get a pass for who I am when I'm on airplanes.
0: I think he would probably give you a pass for the airplane. Yeah.
2: If you did yeah. really good here. We're just going to let that. We are gonna we're just going to yeah,
0: yeah ignore airplane. that over there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when, it's going to go in a bin in a garage.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least how can people get in touch and uh, say hello?
2: Yeah, so you can find me at at thetherapistsupportnetwork.com. Um, You also can find me on Facebook, the Therapist Support Network. I am, again, very extroverted. It does not bother me if people reach out to me via messenger. Um, The Facebook group, SLP and OT School Contractors, is um, another group that I'm heavily involved in. So that's a great place to start and learn about me, but also get to meet some other people who are in this world.
1: Great.
0: Awesome. Well, good luck with everything you're doing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, that was Elise Mitchell from the Therapist Support Network.com. So reach out to Elise if you need some help with developing that school contract. Uh, she's doing such a wonderful job helping others and providing those services. So thank you, Elise, again for joining us on the podcast. And Thank you for listening to this episode. Please, if you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That always helps us to attract new listeners, new subscribers. And if you would like to become a content creator for us, us being the 3C Digital Media Network, we would love to have you. If you have ideas for a webinar or courses or podcast. Maybe you want to do what we're doing here. You want to develop your own podcast. We'd be very, very delighted to help you with that and to bring that podcast to life. Uh, Or if you want to just do some blogging, you have some interest in writing and you want to develop all of that, some of that or all of that, Uh, we would love to have you as a content creator. So if you have some ideas, that you would like to share, or you just want to run some ideas by me, please reach out at todd, T O D D, at 3C Digital Media Network.com. Or go to our website and send me a message. Either way, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.